You're listening to a new episode of the Postgame Report. I am your host, JVB. So a friend of mine, his name is Paris. You guys might know him throughout the gaming community. He sends me a text and he's like saying, you know, that the, this whole, and I'm paraphrasing, but he's saying that, you know, the, the, the console war has gotten out of control. People, you know, with, with things people are making up about Spider-Man, something like that. I asked him what was going on because I answered him really like a few hours late. Um, so I didn't get a response, but then I was like, all right, let me see what's going on in Twitter. And we all know Twitter is like, I call it the black hole of society because you get all of the attention whores. You get all of the hustlers, the, the, the phonies, the clowns. So everything and anything is available on Twitter, right? <laughs> the scum of the earth. So what I see in regards to Spider-Man 2 for the PlayStation 5, I see all types of agendas being created, all types of uh, criticisms about bugs that never existed, criticisms about the amount of time it takes to complete Spider-Man 2. <laughs> uh, and, and this is mostly like from Xbox fanatics and it's kind of unfair to, to to associate them with xbox because they're just a bunch of morons regardless of what console they prefer the fact that this is this is what they want to do with a popular game that just released at that time which was friday and so they know that if they, they criticize it they make fun of it they say anything negative about it that is going to generate attention. And regardless of what type of attention they get, they just want to see that attention and they want to see those clicks. They want to see the likes. They want, they just want to be loved <laughs> because for some people that is success, regardless if people are just simply responding to them, trying to negate all of these bullshit accusations. I mean, accusations is a strong word, but you know what I mean. So, yeah, it was, and I haven't even played Spider-Man 2 yet at that point. And I've been, I made it, a, 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 I made a strong effort to like try to stay away from spoilers because people are trying to spoil it as well. And, you know, some of the people that I follow were pu putting up screenshots and stuff because we went to go visit my son at his college. I took the PS5 with us. I was hoping he was going to play, but he didn't have time because it was his birthday weekend. So I played some at the Airbnb. And when I powered it on, and this TV, it was a Sony television, but it only went up to 1080p. <laughs> but even at 1080p, the freaking game looked incredible. So there was this weird campaign by a bunch of weirdos who are known to just spew all types of lies just to generate once again attention some of them have the check mark the blue check mark that you can pay for and if you qualify you can monetize your clicks and stuff like that i don't know you can monetize your yourself in some way on twitter i don't know how it goes so now you see a bunch of you know, the, the weirdos are ramping it up. 
And I talked about that a few episodes ago. So I finished Spider-Man 2. I finished it last night. And so I'm going to give a brief review without spoilers. So I'll get the negatives out of the way. I did run into some situations where I had to reach, I had to restart from the last checkpoint. So let me explain. And thankfully, the few times, I believe it only happened twice. Thankfully, it was at the very beginning of a, of a scene. So let me just describe what happened in one of them, right? So uh, a cutscene just finished. I, I start my mission. And I'm supposed to let the fucking motorcycle go by anyway, if, if, if you heard it. <laughs> so... And no, I'm not podcasting outside. That's just how loud Queens is. So we, well, me, I start my mission. As you can tell, the fucking motorcycle just distracted me, took me out of my flow. Start the mission. I beat up some enemies and I'm supposed to go through some break through some door. Now, I don't know if it was a me issue because I was supposed to hit left the left trigger and I believe square for Miles Morales. I didn't see that pop up, so I was trying all kinds of shit. And then I just restarted from the checkpoint, the last checkpoint. It started me right near where I, I beat up the enemies. And then for a brief moment, I see the, the prompt to hit L1 and the square button. It also happened in another scene where. I don't know, something was an activating or something like that. So thankfully, it was only two times. There was other, another two times where my game crashed as I was playing it. So there were, or there is, some issue where there needs to be a patch by Insomniac. Because I'm, not, I'm sure I'm not the only one who went through this. I'm very fortunate that the PlayStation 5 is so fucking fast when loading its games that even though I had a few crashes, it booted up right away. There was another time where, actually there was one time where I rebooted the game myself. It wasn't a crash, but I rebooted myself. Instead of going from the last checkpoint, I rebooted the game completely. But I'm very thankful that it's not like the old days where you had to wait a bunch of freaking minutes to reload your game and then to reload your last checkpoint or your last save. So those were the negatives. Thankfully, they weren't game breaking. Thankfully, it didn't like totally erase my freaking file. Now, I wouldn't have been too pissed off because when it happened, I wasn't too far into the game. And I would have most likely, with certainty, enjoyed doing it all over again. So let's go to the pluses. Let's go to the positives. First of all, this is a Spider-Man game through and through. The characters, the relationships, the enemies, everything feels like, like a Spider-Man comic should feel. 
the stories, the story, and I say stories because there were some intertwining story arcs as well as some side missions that were totally on their own. This, this game was extremely well-written. The story was paced perfectly. And if you played the first Spider-Man on the PlayStation 4, you will know what I'm talking about when it comes to emotional, uh, emotional scenes that affect these relationships. Now, I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to say spoilers. But when you, when you, when you begin playing Spider-Man 2, if you haven't already, number one, there's an element of the game, and we all know that Venom is in it. Why and how Venom is in it that's a whole different story. And that was, uh, for me, the most intriguing part of Spider-Man 2 was how did this whole thing come together? Like, why is Venom in the fucking game? <laughs> and we all know the history of Venom. It's a symbiote from outer space, and someone found it, and then somebody else found it after it was taken off you know, Peter Parker and blah, blah, blah. That's as far as I'm going to get with, with Venom and the story. Because I don't want to give any spoilers. But let's just say that Venom lives up to the freaking name. <laughs> Everything you've read in the comics, every movie you've seen with Venom in it, they did not stray away from the viciousness and the power and the intimidation that is Venom. And then Craven the Hunter. That dude was freaking badass. <laughs> he is a badass villain. So whoever did the voice for Craven, and I should have looked that up beforehand, he did an amazing freaking job as Craven. And then the facial animations. I mean, I'm looking at this guy, Craven. And he's making these subtle facial, facial animations. He has this smirk. And you're like, you got to remind yourself that this is a freaking game you're looking at. Now, going back to, I mentioned the animations, the facial animations and everything. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sidetrack here and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about MJ. People were making fun of the way she looked. I don't know what the hell is wrong with people. I don't know if people see a female character and they get a boner or they, you know, think a female pixelated character is hot or whatever, but they were making the fun of, fun of the, her face, the way she looked. I mean, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with people. The actress who played, and I believe it was Burke, Laura Burke, she's a phenomenal, phenomenal voice actress. So you know that part is taken care of, right? The emotion, the dialogue, the delivery of the dialogue. MJ was, MJ was a really good character in Spider-Man 2. So back to, to the game itself. So the story, once again, if you are a Spider-Man fan, and let me, let me, let me, uh, let me scratch that. Because this game, 
from a story standpoint, was so good that you don't have to be a Spider-Man fan to enjoy this. It is a really, it's a mature story. It's not one of these dude bro stories, you know, and characters are not annoying. It's just, it was well put together. Now visuals. The visuals look great. I was, as I told you, I played on a 1080p TV. Then when I got home, I went back, you know, put, uh, I'm home now. We started playing on my Sony TV that has 4K, 120 hertz, VRR, all of that good stuff. And even though I was playing at fidelity mode with VRR, and it's supposed to give you a 40 frames per second, it felt like I was playing at 60 frames per second. It's weird. The, the, the freaking, because you can tell the difference, the difference between 30 and 60 when you switch them back and forth. But in this other mode, when you unlock, you know, 120 hertz and VRR, it is so freaking smooth. And the visuals, the freaking, uh, all the fancy words they like to use, you know, the ray tracing and all that. All of that was there. It, it was pretty freaking flawless visually. You see the power of the PlayStation 5. When they make a, when they make a game dedicated to that PlayStation 5 hardware, you see the difference. You see the jump from the PlayStation 4 to the PlayStation 5. The city was lively. The traffic in New York City is legit. Even in Queens, I mean, you can hear sirens right now. Even in Queens, there's traffic. There's pedestrians all over the freaking place. And that's how it is in New York City. It is congested as shit. And then there was so much going on with lights and action. You know, I know that sounds funny, but... (laughs) The speed at which uh, things were were moving and and all of the freaking particle effects. And the game never once stuttered. Not that I've noticed. I'm sure if you go to fucking Digital Foundry and they say in this particular scene it dropped one frame, I'm sure somebody's going to use that as some type of negative because they're fucking morons. Anyway. All of that action and there were no obvious slowdowns there were because of my brain injury there were a lot of times i had to turn turn away when there was a lot of freaking bright and fast things going on which was a plenty (laughs) which happened very often and then there were some times where loud noises were going on and i had to freaking lower the tv so visually this game is beautiful it's beautiful Gameplay-wise, everything is fucking smooth, responsive. I mean, I know people love to give ratings, right? So what I'll do is, is as I'm going along with some of my key points that I remember I wanted to say, and I started off with the story. Story, I'm going to give it a 10. Visuals, I'll give it a 9. Gameplay, a 10. Because the gameplay was, once again, the traversal, the flying, web-slinging, the combat, everything was smooth and precise. So that gets a 10. 
sound, you get a 10 because you're really, you're, you're accurately representing New York City. So I played for about 20 minutes with my headphones on and I got some pretty good gaming headphones and I heard things I couldn't really hear with through the TV speakers. So I need to play it again with these headphones a lot longer to really get the intricacies of all the sounds. So because I didn't play with my headphones on throughout the entirety of the campaign, I'm not going to give it a perfect 10. I should take that 10 back and say it was a nine and a half because I'm sure once I get to play the game and with my headphones and I can hear all the freaking fine details, I'm sure it'll go back to a 10. So we have story a 10, visuals a nine, gameplay a 10, audio a nine and a half. Now, something that I saw a lot of people trying to make an issue, and that was the game length. I don't know how long I, it took me to complete the campaign. Now, once again, some of you may know that I have a brain injury. And the games that I do play, I got to play them shits on easy. There's a scene, there was a boss fight that if I didn't have the shit on easy, I don't know how I would have fucking, I, I even, even on easy, I thought I was going to lose because I was getting my ass kicked. There was too much going on, meaning I had to do too much at one time, jumping, dodging, fighting, uh, swinging i mean doing all kinds of crazy shit and i don't want to say who it was against but i was getting so frustrated and my wife was like what's going on and i'm like there's too much fucking going on i'm forgetting the buttons i just played for like over you know a, you know double digit hours and now i'm forgetting all the freaking buttons because my mind can't process everything as quickly as i'm trying to process Thankfully, the, the, the fucking boss fight ended. Because <laughs> I was like, yo, I might have to either stop playing right now and just wait for my son to get home from thank, uh, for Thanksgiving so he can fucking finish it. Or, thankfully, because of the PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation Network, I have a friend finish it via share play or remote play. Anyway, that's, you know, I'm throwing a little sarcasm there. But yeah, <laughs> it, there was some issues, but that was me, you know, with timing, too much action, too much lights, too many flashing lights, too many things to remember. Actually, it was another boss fight, but it wasn't as bad, but I was getting my ass whipped because even on easy, I was like, yo, I can't freaking... <laughs> process everything this fucking fast so i would say it took me over 30 hours to complete the campaign i would say so now there's a bunch of shit i have left a bunch of side quests a bunch of uh you know with the first spider-man you had things you know like let's say secret bases for an enemy that you had to clear out I have a bunch of those left. 
So I still have a bunch of hours left with Spider-Man 2. I just wanted to get through the campaign because it, that's, how, that's how much of a grip it had. I didn't want to stop playing this game. And it's rare that though there's a game that does that to me nowadays because of my attention span and the issues I have. So not every game I'm willing to fight through a lot of the things that give me headaches, that make me nauseous, give me dizzy. But there are some games like The Last of Us 2, uh, Spider-Man 2, God of War Ragnarok, those games, Forza 7, those games, I'll fight through that. <laughs> because these type of games don't come around that often. And I've been playing games for a very long time. You know, way over 40 years. So I know damn well when you get these masterpieces like Spider-Man 2, they don't come around a lot. They don't come around often. And when they catch you, like, like the story did for, for Spider-Man 2, it locks you in. And you got to keep going. So let me see. I covered the story. I covered visuals. And I will say about the visuals and the characters. Man, they did a really good job once again with the facial expressions. I mean, when, when Miles is talking to his mom, there was a scene where, and I'm not going to say what the scene was about, but her facials, facial expressions were like, holy shit, you know, this is like watching a damn TV show or something. So Insomniac did an amazing job. And, and all of the developers, they did an amazing job with these characters, making them feel little more lifelike than than they did in spider-man in the first spider-man and miles morales it's it's insomniac and the playstation 5 you see the quality you get quality i'm not going to name other consoles but this is why the playstation brand is where it's at right now so there's no reason if you call yourself a gamer, and you guys know how much I hate using that fucking word, but a lot of people like to throw it around. <laughs> Even those people who are not actually playing video games, those females that are posing with controllers, conveniently showing their feet behind the controller, and then like, oh, I'm playing video games, and you know, the, the, the simps flock to them. And meanwhile, it's a fucking dude. <laughs> Anyway, I'm talking shit. So, if you, if you say you love video games, there's no reason why you can't be playing Spider-Man 2. Now, PlayStation 5 is an expensive product. Even the discless one. You're talking about $399. So, Video games is, is an expensive hobby. It always has been. It will always be an expensive hobby. When you want the tech to play the games that you demand, you want games to look better, you want games to play better, you need the tech behind it. And most importantly, you need the creative people behind it. And those people need to get paid. This is why when the argument about Game Pass being the future, I was like, no, it's not the fucking future. People need to get paid to create these masterpieces. 
and the companies, they're going to put that burden on the consumer. Yes, the publisher is paying these developers, but guess guess what the bulk where the bulk of that money comes from? The sales from us. Even a powerhouse like Microsoft, who is a trillion dollar company, they are feeling the effects. So, yes, the PlayStation 5 at $400, that is a freaking chunk of change that a lot of people cannot simply plop down at, at a whim and say, yeah, I'll buy me a PlayStation 5 right now and then pay $70 for Spider-Man 2. But on the other hand, let's say you went with an Xbox Series S that's what, $300? And now you're complaining because you can't play Spider-Man 2 and now you're coming up with this fake campaign, this fake narrative that games should be for everybody. People should be able to afford all of these games and Spider-Man 2 should be on all platforms. But that's not how it works. That is not how the real world works. Everyone has something unique that makes them stand out from everyone else. Whether you are just simply a regular human being like myself, and you have big juicy lips like me that help me stand out, or your corporation like PlayStation, and you have the PlayStation 5 with Spider-Man 2 as an exclusive, or you had Halo on the Xbox, well, they still have Halo, but the old Halo, the Bungie Halo. That is why a lot of people bought an Xbox, because of Halo when Bungie had it. You need whatever it is, a brand, a corporation, a human, a human individual. There's always something that stands out that people find interesting. If everybody was the same, this world would be a fucking boring place. So for people to say, oh man, I can't afford a PlayStation 5, but I would love to play Spider-Man 2. Why isn't it free on Game Pass? It's not free. You're still playing, uh, paying a subscription. If it was on the PlayStation Network, you would still be paying a subscription. And it would not be yours. It's like leasing a car. You are leasing a car for hundreds of dollars a month. And when, you, when that lease is up, you got to give the car back. And most of the time, you got to pay them to fucking take the car back. <laughs> you got to pay a damn return fee. So the fact that you say you love a hobby and you refuse to quote-unquote, betray the brand that you love. That's comical. Because the brand that you, that you are claiming you're going to betray, that brand doesn't love you, doesn't give a fuck about you, because once you stop paying for their subscription, or once you stop buying their titles or their hardware, or better yet, the moment they have your money, they stop giving a fuck about you until the next month when they have to take your money again. 
And that goes for PlayStation, that goes for Xbox, Nintendo, Ferrari, not that I own one. Your local supermarket. Money is the driving force behind all of this shit. Whether it's a video game console, whether it's a publisher, and this nonsense needs to stop. This bullshit about, oh, I'm loyal to Xbox, I'm loyal to PlayStation or Nintendo. Cut the shit out. You guys sound fucking stupid. There's one thing to troll other people, and you know you're trolling, and you guys are just shooting the shit, dissing each other, but not taking it personal. Trash talking, because that's what it's called, trash talking, right? But we call it trolling in the video game space. But then there's another crowd that seems to have grown like like tumble like not tumbleweed but like weeds in a garden you get these fanatics who just create like 30 fake accounts and then they bombard your feed by commenting on something that they don't like that you might have said and they're using all 30 of those accounts to talk amongst each other it's the fucking weirdest thing i'll give you a quick example before i wrap it up the other day I was talking about Spider-Man. I, I, I made a post about Spider-Man 2 and I said that the storytelling in Spider-Man 2 is impeccable. Some fucking dipshit comments on, my, on that and says, oh, you should, be, you should be playing the game instead of console warring, warring. And then he called me some name and I'm like, what the fuck? So I called him a fucking retard. I know some some soft individuals don't like that word. Well, go fuck yourself if you don't. So, yeah, I called him a fucking retard. He never answered back, so I guess, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Either he blocked me or tried to report me. Who the fuck knows? I don't give a shit. And then today, because I didn't, I didn't mention any other console, I just fucking complimented the game that I was playing. And I posted a shitload of screenshots, too. And then today, uh, somebody joked around about Xbox. You know, this guy, he, he jokes around. He owns a fucking Xbox X, Series X. And he put a funny photo. And so I put a, a laughing meme or GIF. Put a laughing GIF. Some weirdo comments calling me like some name saying, oh, you know, blah, 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 fake neutral, whatever. So I told him, hey, man, you're giving off bitch vibes or bitch energy. And then he's in like a span of 30 seconds, he had like four tweets about me. So I was like, yeah, you proved my point, bro. You're giving off bitch energy. Then he got all tough saying I wouldn't say it in his face. I was like, whatever the fuck, bro. So even though you don't, make fun of a specific console people will just flock they'll flock to your feed and say oh my god you're talking about this console badly and it's like no i wasn't i was complimenting a game that i'm playing i received two comments like that by complimenting spider-man 2 some random weirdos came out of nowhere and said i was talking badly about xbox it's the fucking funniest shit and people need to stop but anyway i'm gonna wrap it up 
Spider-Man 2 on the PlayStation 5. It's a phenomenal game. I can't wait to go back and finish, try to get the platinum if I can. It's a phenomenal game, and I cannot wait for my son to get home for Thanksgiving and play it for himself. I've been, I haven't told him shit about the story because I want him to experience it on his own. There's, there are some wow moments. So enjoy it if you haven't played it yet or if you are playing it. I would love to, to hear what you guys think. It, it's, it's top notch. It's not perfect, but it's very close. So anyway, I'm JVB. I'll talk to you guys later. Take care.